oftentimes in life, circumstances require being viewed from alternate perspectives in order to gain new insights and awareness around them. Like stepping back from a painting of little shaded squares until it reveals the clear intended picture. Welcome to Pixelated Perspectives, the podcast intended to offer new perspectives into your health and overall well-being, explained through the lens of German New Medicine. I'm your host, Tanya Berkwin. I'm an artist, family woman, and nature and life enthusiast. So let's get into it. All right, so welcome back to another episode of Pixelated Perspectives. I am super excited to welcome a very special returning guest, Jason Kristoff, today. I think most of my listeners are going to be very familiar with Jason's work, but for those who may not be, I want to give a quick intro. Um, Jason has developed a worldwide reputation as a self-sabotage coach, helping thousands rise up to their full potential, as well as becoming one of the leading truth-tellers, helping people see the illusions and inversions within mainstream narratives. Jason's written well over 1,300 articles on an array of important topics, but that all highlight the bigger picture agendas being played out by the ruling group of elites and how they're actually getting away with it. Of course, Jason has his own podcast, The Psychology of Freedom, over on SoundCloud, and I highly recommend subscribing if you're someone who has left the realms of blissful ignorance. <laughs> it's, it's a great podcast. It's one of the things that I appreciate most about Jason is he, there's no need to read between the lines. He says it like it is, and he doesn't hold back. He did do a show with me last year, back in October. It's titled uh, Freedom versus Freedom, like Freedom, D-U-M-B. It, it was amazing. We, yeah, we got a lot of listens on that, but I really encourage you to check it out if you haven't listened to it. Um, he just laid it all out. And again, he said it like it was. So it's such a pleasure to be sharing space with you again, Jason. Welcome back. Thanks for having me, Tanya. I really liked that interview too. Uh, you know, you gave me the freedom to the real freedom, not the D-U-M-B one, uh, <laughs> to say exactly what needed to be said. And a lot of times when you describe people as saying it how it is, they picture sort of the drunken uh, swear-laced tirade. But uh, I try and keep it logical and rational and just sort of explain. I always try to explain what, how we got here and what we need to get out. And it's, it's always in regards to psychological manipulation. And that psychological manipulation, I became an expert on as a self-sabotage coach because I did find all that, you know, I used to be an exercise and diet coach, as I think I went over last time, and everybody was having a real hard time becoming, losing weight or becoming healthy and, and getting rid of their addictions. And I found, yes, they were psychologically manipulated into these negative behaviors. And that started me on this journey to where now I, I use the same sort of psychological manipulation to make people's lives better. Yeah, you got it figured out, Jason. Um, you know, a lot of people are waking up every day now. They're just realizing that the world isn't what they thought it was. And, and the people, the institutions like the government aren't who they thought they were. And uh, you're just, you're the best at helping people realize that and how they're actually, how they're doing it. First of all, like you said, this, through psych, our psychology, how they're manipulating us. And, and then you, you give solutions, you provide it all. So um, recently or lately, you, Canada, you left the system, you were living in Canada and you moved your family. I'd be curious just to hear how that went. Like, 
what was it like pulling out of everything you knew um, to go somewhere where there's more choice, there's more freedom? What, what was all that like, that journey? Well, the journey is always against your own psychology is what it is, mm. because humans like routine. The way the human body is designed, it's always seeking safety. Every cell in your body is seeking safety at all times. And one of the safest ways to act out is always to have, you know, today, like yesterday and yesterday, like the yesterday, like the day before. So humans really have a hard time breaking the routines, the routines, things they can predict. They are, you know, what gives them comfort. And that's why I say the calendar is so popular. Humans can count on the Easter, the Valentine's Day, the, uh, the birthdays, the Christmas, the Thanksgiving. When there's predictability, there's a safety aspect triggered inside the human psyche. And even though many Canadians or many Americans, many people around the world know that their government right now is, are taking their disguises off and they're all interconnected and they don't represent the people and there's some weird shenanigans going on. And everybody sort of knows that and wants to leave. But the people who rule us are more masterful at the human psyche than anybody I've ever studied. Um, and they know that most humans won't leave, even if it got to the point where we, we came into the World War II situation with the camps. They know our behavior. We'd rather do something and stick, stay together and keep our routines the best we can. A lot of people don't know, but on the regarding the camps in World War II in Germany, if there's you can see pictures uh, loading the victims onto the trains, and there wasn't a lot of coercion because they kept being told, "Do this, and you'll be safer." This need for safety, or the trigger word, the, the secret word, be you know, be safe, health and safety. It really tends to lead people and it can be taken advantage of and lead them in the wrong direction. So I was equally afraid to break my routine because I was up against my own psychology. My genetics is designed to keep things the same, even if things get really bad. And I knew where it was going. I, I mean, I've predicted where this was going and what the end goals are. And we're not even really, we're just starting it according to my research about what they're trying to do. I don't know if they're going to accomplish it, but yes, it was very scary for me to leave my businesses. I had businesses in Canada. The government shut them. I own fitness clubs. I had to shut one of my fitness clubs. I went from making tens of thousand dollars a month to actually the way the government uh, attacked and it, the attack was purposeful and well-planned. I ended up spending probably about 30,000 a month to keep my business closed. And not one person in my community ever came up and told me how unfair it was. And this is how mind controlled most of the people in my community were. They, they, they didn't know what was really going on. They, they've been conditioned through repetition. They've had their psychology hacked through government schooling to always back the government to think the government's an altruistic force that would never hurt them. When in reality, every genocide, every Holocaust in recorded history has been orchestrated by government. So for the people to believe that a Holocaust can't be organized by government, when every Holocaust is being organized by government, you firmly, like, and I quickly understood the danger of living in a society like that. It's extremely dangerous to be surrounded by such ignorance and mm -hmm. such um, childlike and weak behavior. 
So that's what convinced me to, to leave. I got my Mexican residency approved at the um, embassy, the Mexican embassy in Ottawa. You had, you, you, you're given six months to enter Mexico. So I left before the, I left October 7th, I think. I think the, the vaccine mandate to travel was November 30th, actually. It was November 1st originally. It was pushed to November 30th. And I just arrived in Mexico and uh, you, ha you have to show up at a consulate here and say, hey, I'm here. I'd like to start my residency. And then you're here for a year and you can reapply and you will automatically get approved for three more years. So a four-year temporary residency can turn into a permanent residency after that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Did, did your family adjust well to that? Well, there's some, my family is still back in Canada right now. Mm -hmm. So without getting into the personal details, they are back in Canada. I'm here by myself in Mexico. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Yes. yes. You talk about um, how the subconscious mind needs to feel like they're part of a tribe, right? That's, that's part of the security and the safety. So how long did it take for you to feel like you're part of a tribe in a new country? Well, there's yeah it was see there's there's magic in there's more magic going on where we live than what we're given the impression of so when i showed up here oddly enough some friends phoned me and said i was already here and i wasn't telling anybody so i had a couple of friends and say look i really think i got to get out of here i was thinking about mexico and it's like one of my good friends i said i don't want to you know let the cat out of the bag but i'm here right now and she said, apps, unbelievable, I'm coming. And then another one came and another one came. And I have a self-sabotage uh, self coaching school, an international self-sabotage coaching school. There's 10 coaches in the town I ended up at. Wow. And then they started, we started to have get-togethers and there was, there were get-togethers where there was more awakened people at the get-together than I was. Hmm. So I said, this is, this is a great, this is a great spot and the weather's fantastic. It's not dangerous because every country is run by the same people. And one of their main objectives is always to use propaganda in the newspapers to tell the people of that country that their country is the best and everybody everywhere else is terrible. And Canada is very good at painting Mexico as this dangerous place that uh, you show up, you give your pass passport, they hack your head off and then send your corpse back to Canada for a full state funeral. This is the way the Canadian media has always portrayed Mexico to basically do what they do to every citizen of every country to make them loyal to their own country and not give them any motivation to leave. I will tell you with 100% certainty that Canada is one of the most dangerous countries in all the world. There, there is some violence down here with the cartel. A lot of times it's against the government for overstepping their boundaries, which is great. But in Canada, there's 7 million people sort of in jail right now. There's 7 million people jailed in the country of Canada who cannot leave because they're unvaccinated. And that shot, it's not even a vaccine. It doesn't provide immunity, which was the old definition of vaccination. It doesn't prevent the, the spread of any disease or pathogen. And it has the record of killing and crippling the most people of any vaccine, in, any injection in vaccine history. And these people aren't allowed to fly. Canadians 
have to understand that their government is not the government they think it is. And whatever that government is, is one of the most dangerous and most corrupt organizations, criminal crime syndicates on the entire planet. And the reason that it's the same crime syndicate throughout the entire world, but they use a lot of data mining. They watch the posts on social media, they watch the reactions, they watch the bank accounts. And clearly this crime syndicate has the data to prove conclusively that Canadians are the, under the deepest forms of mind control of any population on the planet. And when you have that sort of mind control in sort an, in, inside of an agenda that's based on psychological manipulation, it will be that population that gets tested the most, the, the, the heaviest. And this is why, you know, every other uh, country in the world, I believe, will allow their citizens to fly unvaccinated now or, or unmasked or without a test. Mm -hmm. And Canada will, has all these restrictions in place because the data that they're receiving from their, their networks, their spy networks with the social media proves conclusively that can Canadians will actually put up with almost anything. And it was so dangerous to live in that society. Now, I applaud the 7 million people who would not take a medical application that has a huge uh, cripple and kill rate. And you can see by the number that I can't lump all Canadians into this, this, this one group. There are a lot of awakened Canadians there. I just fear for what's going to happen because this, this government is surrounding them with many different modalities of attack that I talk about often inside my podcast. So I'm not too sure if that's the answer you wanted, but yes, I, I went down to Mexico to, there's always a safe spot in all Holocaust. There's always a safe zone. There has to be, because where would the people organizing it go to keep themselves and their families safe? I'm not saying it's Mexico. And there are sort of social conditions here in Mexico that doesn't allow the full penetration of the World Economic Forum and, and the, the corrupt entities that, that always follow them into any area where they're gonna attack. There are social structures in Mexico that adds natural resistance to this sort of takeover that we're seeing in Canada. One of the, one of the social structures down here is that in Canada, you will see people saying, you know, credit card only. In Mexico, they have signs of cash only, mm. right? Because, yeah. you know, Canadians are so deep under the mind control that they want, they want everything tracked or they, they, they won't even give the restaurant owner the cash to steal from the government to keep for themselves. They want everything, everybody paying the taxes, everybody getting extorted equally. In Mexico, it's well known amongst everybody that the government is the enemy they're united against the government and that when you go to a restaurant you pay cash to feed the people there because mm -hmm. the government's share of your hard-earned money in mexico is zero and that's what it used to be like all over the world until the government schools were you know facilitated to brainwash the public to make them to think that theft was the word called taxes and it was never like this. And, you know, the government schooling is simply a brainwashing system to get people into the position right now, mentally and psychologically, where they can't defend themselves against what's going on. 
Right. Yeah, it's it's incredible. It's just a completely different mindset in Canada and in a lot of other countries too. But it, yeah, in order to pull off these type of agendas, you need to have a, a compliance and a dependency-driven population, right? Not resilient, not self-reliant. And this is just the form of manipulation they use. And so, yeah, let's get into, talk about this mind control that the least use, you've already touched a lot about it, a lot on it, but just the way they have managed to control the population of Canada. Let's just use Canada as an example, because that's where I am, that's where you were. Um, and in the, the government schools, my daughter just, uh, just graduated from grade 12. Yeah, she went through the school system and um, she knows what's going on. She knows all the manipulations, the inversions going on, but you do see it. There are some kids who quit school, like my husband never finished school. And you see the difference there. He's got an openness, an open mind. He's able to use logic a lot more than his friends who did graduate and went to post-secondary school. So yeah, it's, it's so in your face if you're looking for it. But for the masses who are just part of the, the mind control, it, it's hard to see past this. And a lot of what you're saying, it can be a trigger for a lot of people who don't, you know, who haven't left that, that place of ignorance yet. They haven't, they don't realize it yet. So the mind control, the self-sabotage, recognizing self-sabotage in our day-to-day -day life. How do we go about doing that? How do we become aware that it's happening? Well, you know, the, the connection between self-sabotage and the psychological manipulation is the end result is always a logical behavior. So that was my road into the human psyche is that I started with weight loss clients who would always be drinking the wine. So this is a logical behavior. If you've paid me $3,000 as a personal trainer and you're still drinking wine, you're eating ice cream, you're going to Dairy Queen, uh, you're going out with friends, you're eating pizza. This is illogical. Like you're pushing and pulling on this goal at the same time. You're digging a hole, you know, for the first four hours of your day in your front yard, and then you're filling it the next day. You're not going to get anywhere. So if you pay me $3,000 as a personal trainer and you continue to drink wine, nothing happens. And that's the base of safety in the mind is that nothing, nothing changes. Mm -hmm. And see, this is sort of, you know, the area of expertise is the self-sabotage is that nothing really changes in someone's life. And that gives the person this, this idea of that they're safe because if nothing changes, everything's predictable. So you can see why people would join a gym and never go or buy a treadmill and leave it in the basement as an expensive clothing rack to basically maybe quit drinking, but take up smoking because you're still self-abusing. You're not going to rise up. I mean, whether you're drinking wine, eating ice cream or smoking, it, you could pick either one and you're just not going to get better. You're not going to wake up the next day and be a thinner, healthier, more positively driven person. So this is what I discovered in my journey as a self-sabotage coach is this, this obsessive need of the body to be safe. And one of the biggest factors in being safe is having, having an environment that doesn't change. And then I started to figure out how this part of the brain sort of identifies what it wants to do in the day. 
And what it wants to do in the day is basically what everybody else is doing. This is the crazy part about the psychological manipulation that's being executed on us by the government and the media is that they're very well aware that there's a part of the brain called the subconscious. And the great, the, this is the greatest story ever told and the worst story ever told at the same time, because the foundational premise of the subconscious mind is it actually loves us. And it's this love, it's this obsessive love that drives its function. And its function is it wants to keep us safe and keep us secure and wants to make sure we survive. And it, it, this obsessive love really carves out this huge part of our brain function for executing this function of survival. And one of the main functions that it has is it looks out through our eyes and listens through our ears and it records every megapixel and every millisecond of our entire life. And I could even say, I could even use this piece of paper to represent the subconscious mind pathway. And it puts our whole life, everything we've ever seen, everything we've ever, ever heard, and it puts it on this one list, like a waiter's list. And then it sorts it for repetition and it loves matching stuff. It's like the, the, it loves the game of Uno. Do you remember the game of Uno where you put all the cards down and you flip them up, you try and match two flowers or two red trucks or something. This part of the brain loves repetition. It really focuses in on repetition because repetition represents that more than one person believes or, in, or is engaged with that idea or, or behavior. And human behavior is simple. Humans like other humans that act, talk, and think like they do. So this part of the brain looks for re repetition in the environment simply because it believes that repetitive content represents what the bigger, bigger herd is thinking, saying, or doing. And then this waiter's list actually turns into a script. And the script is acted out outside our conscious awareness, which means our behavior is controlled by our environment. And the average person doesn't know this, but the people ruling us know this, mm -hmm. is that whatever the most repetitive message is in the collage of messages of our life will be acted out as truth. So when you said people get, it triggers people, this to them, they're not getting the message. What you're doing is threatening their safety. They don't want to believe it because they haven't had the repetitive imprints on their subconscious mind pathway with enough repetition to, to graduate that idea as a belief that's safe to go act out. So right. when they're what we call propaganda or brainwashing or mind control or behavior modification is simply the control of the repetitive messages in the environment that hacks the subconscious mind pathway, which in turn controls our beliefs and behaviors outside our conscious awareness. And I'll give you an example. I think I gave that example maybe last time of uh, the movie Gone in 60 Seconds. It was released, I think, in 2001, a movie with Angelina Jolie and Nicolas Cage. It could have been 2011 as well. But it was a movie about car theft. And when and there had to be 100 cars stolen by Nicolas Cage to satisfy a, a local thug, and if Nicolas Cage didn't steal the 100 cars, Nicolas Cage's brother was going to be executed. So there's a lot of repetition about car theft. Mm -hmm. And this part of the brain is proven not to know the difference between real time, imagined thought, and what's on the screen. So when you are in the theater watching Gone in 60 Seconds with Angelina Jolie and Nicolas Cage, a movie about car theft, your subconscious mind is already proven and documented to believe you're sitting in a car theft tribe. 
you're observing the behavior of the majority, which is car theft. And then that gets logged as a safe activity to engage in. And when that movie was released in Burnaby, BC, Canada, car theft went up 70% in the first four days. And the police department started phoning around everywhere where that movie was released, car theft went up dramatically. And so, so did some of the other behaviors that were repetitive in the movie. Now, the people who rule us know this, whatever they want us to believe, how they want us to act, what ideas they want us to, to adopt. They literally and purposely riddle it through our media. And the word media is actually the name of an ancient country where Iran is today. And in the ancient country of media 2000 years ago, they used to teach the fine art of psychologically manipulating the public through the use of repetition to modify the behavior of the public. And this, and people are like, well, how did they do it without the TVs or the movie screens or the print media or the billboards or the radio? Well, their first mode of psychological manipulation through repetitive content were, was the, the town square and the government announcements and the harvest dinners and the harvest rituals and the calendar. Everybody come to the town square. It could be a reproductive, a fertility ceremony. It could be a, a weekly government announcement. And they mastered, the, they mastered the art of psychological manipulation through hacking of the subconscious mind pathway. I know no one can see this because it's a podcast, but I'm holding up a very simple piece of paper. Whatever you riddle onto the subconscious mind pathway with repetition will be acted out unconsciously. And if people want to see a very good example of this and how fast this can be done and how easy it can be done, I want them to go to the YouTube, maybe pause this video after I describe what, what they're going to look for. They go to YouTube. You use the word max major, max major. You put AGT, which stands for America's Got Talent, semifinal. So put max major, AGT, semifinal. This is a mentalist. He comes on to the stage, but before he comes onto the stage, he plays a video for Howie Mandel and the other two judges. And in the video, it looks like he's in a bar and he's describing his dream of becoming a star. And he walks, it's kind of like a Hollywood backdrop set. He walks out of the fake bar, down a fake street, talking about his dreams. And then he comes and does his mentalist tricks. And he says to Howie, I want, I'm going to take off my watch and he turns the watch around so that only the watch face is facing Max Major, who's the mentalist. The, Howie Mandel cannot see the watch face. And Max Major says, I'm going to set the watch to a particular time. And then he goes and hangs it on a device where, again, no one can see what time it is. And he set the time. The mentalist has set the time. And then he says to Howie, close your eyes. I want you to picture a clock face. It spins round and round and round and it stops. Open your eyes. Tell me what time you see. And Max Major, uh, Howie Mandel says four o'clock. And so Max Major goes to the device that's holding his watch backwards. He turns it to the camera. It's four o'clock. Okay. And then he tells the studio audience, it was a pumped in studio audience because of COVID. And he says, I want everybody to draw a picture on a piece of paper. And it's Howie, I want you to draw the same one. And then everybody's his face down, drawn their picture. Five has drawn his picture, 
picture is face down. Max Major goes to an envelope. He drew on. It's a closed envelope three hours before. He turns it up. He pulls the paper out of the envelope. He goes, Howie, is your picture look anything like this? And it's a sun. It's a full sun. Howie goes, you got to be kidding me. Howie turns it over. It's a full sun. Everybody in the studio audience turns it over. It's a full sun. How does he do this trick? Easy. Inside the backdrop of where Max Major was walking in the pre-recorded video, he, owned, he literally put six sun symbols. Max Major knows the subconscious mind pathway records your entire life looking for repetition. There was a sun symbol over the right shoulder. Then he moved locations. There was a sun symbol over the left shoulder. Then he came outside the bar. There's a sun symbol on a billboard. Then there's a sun symbol on a chalkboard. Then there's a sun symbol as, as a street light. This, and no one in the audience consciously saw the sun. They all, and Howie Mandel is like everybody else. He believes his behavior is organic to him. He thinks he's too smart to be fooled. He doesn't know about the subconscious mind pathways love for him and its obsession with repetitive content and its obsession with making you basically flash the gang signs of whatever village you happen to be in, in order to acquire safety inside that new area. And literally the way the subconscious mind works is when Howie Mandel was walking down, I mean, not Howie Mandel, Max Major was walking down this, this fake backdrop. There were so many sun symbols that the subconscious mind assumed there was a village change that, you know, everybody, the, the viewer had come into a new town or a new village, maybe a, a new city. It was a sun city or a sun village. And the easiest way to make friends and bond and, and find safety in the sun tribe is the flash the sun tribe gang symbol, which is the sun. And, that, and so Howie literally believed his behavior was organic. He drew the sun, the full 500 studio members drew the sun. And in regards to the four o'clock that Max Major set to his watch and Howie guessed, or you know, Howie says four o'clock, it's because when Max Major was walking, he used five different words with the number four in it. He said, perform, performance. He said, uh, and he said before two other times, and he actually said just before Howie guessed the four o'clock, he says, Howie, I want to connect for you. Are you ready for it? Are you up for it? Howie says, absolutely. He, the subconscious mind, of the audience and Howie Mandel picked out the six repetitive sun symbols. That's crazy enough that th that that part of the brain had that much control over the behavior where the mentalist knew exactly what they would guess. And the, the audience or Howie Mandel had no idea, but this part of the brain not only focuses in on visual cues that are repetitive in an attempt to make you safe, in an attempt to make you act out and bond with that, whatever that repetitive content is, you're going to mirror back. But this part of the brain recorded the entire conversation and verbal auditory explanation of Max Major found five different auditory cues of the number four. And that's why Howie guessed four o'clock on the watch. 
this part of the brain is fascinating and scary at the same time. Mm -hmm. That means Max Major hacked Howie Mandel's behavior outside his conscious awareness with six sun symbols in three minutes. The average human has seen six million imprints of alcohol, coffee, hedonism, uh, women, empowered women, single women, in the, and uh, feminized men, because whatever this group wants us to think, act, and do, they know they can just riddle it throughout mm -hmm. the background of your media, and you will be like Howie Mandel. Go watch that YouTube video, Howie's like, oh my God. He actually said, that's amazing. You got to be kidding me. How did you know? How did you get inside my head? That was in two, uh, two minutes with six sun symbols. Imagine the average person being like Howie Mandel, thinking they're too, too smart to be hacked, not understanding that their TV screen and their movie screen are documented military weapons that are only in their living room. It's not there to entertain. It's there to entrain. Those screens are the old town square invented to be on the wall of your house to simply modify your behavior in the direction that your handlers want. Very yes. far reality difference. The difference between what people think the TVs are and what they are, or who the government is and who they really are, light years away for most people. Yeah, it's when you explain it like that, you can see how easily they can manipulate a population. It's unbelievable. And I have I have hundreds of videos like that. I when I give live presentations, I literally scroll through hundreds of videos proving that uh, it's been shown too that although Max Major had used six sun symbols, it's been proven you only need two. You wow. only need you, you only need two. He really overdid it because there's 15 million people who watch AGT. He wasn't going to roll the dice and maybe have Howie draw, drew a, draw a pig or a, a snake or something. But he really wanted to make sure that Howie drew that. And it only took mm -hmm. six sun, uh, sun symbols. So, yeah, it's very easy. And, and what they, it's almost like an infomercial, I tell people. But wait, there's more. That natural tendency for how we, the average human to mimic the repetitive content of their environment, that's actually natural. That's natural. Everybody does it. But what the people who rule us found out is that you'll do it harder. You'll do it more intensely if you're afraid. Mm. So, so there's things that, and you'll do it more, you'll do it more intensely when you're sort of isolated and afraid. You ask any animal trainer, they'll tell you, and this is from a book called um, The Rape of the Mind by a psychologist called Juiced Merlou. And I know it's a weird name. Uh, Juiced is J-O-O-S-T and Merlou is M-E-R-I-L-O-O. -O. But he says the easiest way to train an animal is make sure the animal is not around any other animals. So that's why when there's a dog trainer, a horse trainer, when you're a horse, if you're training a horse, it's got to be out of the barn and all the other horses have to be in the barn or they influence each other because they also copy behavior. 
So you, so this is why they sent us home in March, 2020 and isolated us so that we could be trained like circus animals without influencing each other, make us feel isolated, make us feel afraid. And then when we're at home, we're watching the TV and they riddled the background of the, t- you know, all the media with the same messages, mm-hmm. you know, that, you know, the, this, you know, the virus with the red uh, spears coming out of it. And everybody was saying the same thing at the same time. Six sun symbols hacked Howie's mind in two minutes. Can you imagine a month sitting in front of the TV? The repetition could have been the 10, the 20, the 30,000 repetition range. Of course, they know what they're doing. Yeah. They want people to believe things that aren't true and make sure we go exactly where the Pied Piper of Doom wants us to go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess all the distractions that are playing out on the world stage right now, like, you know, the Ukraine war and um, the whole conversation around global climate change. Yeah. Thank you. Just had a a complete blank there, but everything it's people want to be part of that. And it's so easy for them to manipulate us into being a part of it, waving those flags and, and feeling like you're supporting something, you know, virtuous, but it's all part of the agenda. Yeah. And, you know, and they, they want, they always draw these things out decades in advance. What's going to roll out? What do we really need? And, you know, this Ukraine issue was always about, and, and it's, it's hard to discuss because people are so deep inside the mind control, but they were always going to shut off the resources of, to everybody. They want to restrict the diesel. They want to restrict the coal. They know that. They know that decades ago. We, we got to bring them to their knees. We got to restrict their food, their resources, what they need to fix their lawnmowers. We have to put them in constant fear. They were always going to shut off the resources. So they was simply basically gave people some altruistic excuse by which they participated in it themselves. So they Russia would get the call, and this is where we're getting into some deeper areas here, but who runs Russia, runs Canada, runs the US, runs China. The, the, all these, these entities are on, they, they just have a phone, they're actors. So they were, they were always wanted to cut off the resources from North America. But if they said, we're just gonna cut them off, people would be like, why are you cutting them off? We need them. But then they say, well, we're going to boycott because we want to support the Ukraine, support freedom. And that's the easiest way to trick a human is to use the word freedom. I mean, there was in 1929, the campaign to make women smoke using the same psychological manipulation was called torches of freedom because the word freedom has been tested psychologically to to trigger the most compliance. So when Canadians are paying $6 a liter for their gas in March of 2023, and they're literally having their heat down to 60 and wearing their snowsuits around, they're going to wave their flag and saying, I'm suffering, but I know I'm supporting the Ukraine. I know the food has tripled in price because it comes from Russia and I boycotted Russia, but I'm doing my part. I'm a hero. I'm not a sucker. 
And that's a very important psychological stance for someone who is manipulated to take, that they're not a sucker, that they're a hero. And what did they need to do to be a hero? They waved a flag. And for them, that was probably the most heroic thing they've ever accomplished in their life. Because the way the school system works and the job, the job system works, they, they're, they're beaten down. Th their dreams have died a long time ago. You offer someone the, the medal of being a hero for wearing a mask or telling someone to stay away six foot distance or take the shot. I mean, these are very easy exchanges to make with the society that now you're a superhero. Now you're Batman because you support the Ukraine. So the whole psychological operation, all these psycholog psychological operations have the same foundation in the sense that they don't have the power to enslave you, period. And I mean, with the cops, with the military, with the guns, with the weapons, they still don't have enough to enslave 8 billion people. So the psychological manipulation, the hacking of the media and the way I was talking about, they have to do it so that you enslave and destroy yourself. Because don't forget too, that you can, there's no laws on the books that you, you can't make a legal charge in court when someone's tricked you to starve your own family out, right? And if you go potentially take a, a medicine that's, that's not authorized, it's approved, which means it hasn't gone through all the testing and you become injured, crippled, or even pass away, you were psychologically manipulated to get it. There was no one that showed up at your door with a gun. So they're safe. They're on side legally. There's no charge to be laid if someone tricks you to hurt yourself tricks you to bankrupt your own city, tricks you to cripple your own children. There's no legal avenue for you in the current, the current court system. So all these psychological manipulations through the methods that I'm talking about, they're all the same. It's about getting you off the couch as your actor in your own worst life and bankrupting and destroying yourself and enslaving yourself. That's what's going on with the, the Ukraine flag. So that when the resources are cut off, you can say at least it's for the Ukraine. But the people in the Ukraine, they have the same phone that's hooked up to all the other countries. And yeah, Canadians are supporting the Ukraine, but Ukraine produces about one-fifth of the world's wheat. And guess what the Ukraine said they're not shipping to North America? Their wheat. So you would think with all the, the flag waving and the support of the Ukraine, the least they could do is give you courtesy ship uh, shipment of the foodstuffs that you need. No, that's not happening either because that was always the agenda. Mm -hmm. The agenda was how do we stop the resources from getting to Canadians and Americans and people in the EU? And how do we blame someone else instead of making it look like the plan which what we oh, we're going to say that Russia attacked the Ukraine and that we're going to boycott Russia. And this isn't over yet because that's just the food, the resources, the oil, the gas, the diesel. Mm -hmm. Everything we, all the knickknacks that we have, all the production, they come from China. Now, China is slated to get into the Ukraine issue for the same reason which means next it'll be boycott China to support the Ukraine. Now North America is going to be tricked into cutting off their natural resources 
and everything at Walmart all at the same time, which was pre-planned 20, 30, 40 years ago in advance. If you look up, just look up John Coleman, the committee of 300, look that up on the free platform, odyssey.com, the free platform. It's a video platform. Look up Dr. John Coleman, committee of 300. And you will see that this is all planned out very, very long ago. I'll put that link in the show notes. Yeah, you can ask me. I can find it for you. So this, this is, but what I'm trying to say, I'm not trying to be doom and gloom. What I'm really trying to say is they have a weakness. The weakness is if you can see them manipulating you with repetitive content designed to hack your subconscious mind pathway, like Howie Mandel was hacked. If you can see it and you cannot comply, mm-hmm. they have no power to move further up the chase chessboard. They don't. Everything that they do is based on them manipulating you to do it to yourself. That's their weakness. That, that's where you can drive the sword into the heart of the dragon underneath the underneath its protective layer. Hmm. That's amazing. That's what we need to know. We need to be aware of that. For people that are just kind of realizing how we've been played, there's going to be a certain level of pain that they're going to feel, right? There's going to be triggers, there's going to be denial. And you did a post, I believe it was on Facebook, not very long ago, I read. It was an incredible post because you were talking about the pain train, letting it run over you because it's necessary. Once you're aware of something, you know, the denial, the whatever it is, we have to feel some level of pain in order to make changes. So can you speak on that? Because I think that was such an empowering post. Yeah, the pain has a function that's very important for any society that's going to thrive. In order for a child to morph into a fully functional and capable adult, they have to make mistakes and they have to feel the pain of the mistake. Basically, if you have a nail in your foot, it's best to feel the pain and you will alleviate the situation by moving your foot off the nail. The people who rule us know this about pain, gives us experience and it matures us. This is why they're And if you want a great explanation of this, if you go to the Epic Times, it's spelled epoch, E-P-O-C-H.com. There's a great psychiatrist called Dr. Mark McDonald from California. He's gotten, he's become a very popular truth teller, tells it like it is, doesn't, he's not rude, but I will send you the link where he recounts this process that I'm alluding to, that you have to have pain in your life There has to be failure in this builds strong adults. It builds capable adults, adults that can think on their own. The school system, Dr. Mark McDonald will also describe in the exact same way that I'm describing is designed today to make sure no one experiences any failure. Mm -hmm. They pass the kids when they should fail. They give everybody a first place ribbon when someone came sixth and The natural maturity process that happens to a human being if they come sixth is they should feel the sting that they're not good enough. And they have a choice to make, a maturation decision. 
do they train hard to become a better or do they maybe feel the sting and say, I'm going to try something else. But either way, their evolution continues. But what we're seeing today is that you're not supposed to feel any pain. And the people ruling us know that in order for the society to be trapped in this permanent state of arrested development, living as dependent children, you have to make sure that everybody is afraid of pain and they don't know the benefit of the pain teacher. And they don't ever bring the pain teacher in to have tea with, to hear the messages that only pain can bring to your life so that you can actually modify your behavior in the future to become a more intelligent, capable, and evolved human being. And this is why alcohol is prolific inside the societies under attack right now. Nicotine, the legalization of marijuana, British Columbia just legalized hard drugs, sugar. Anybody in psychi uh, psychology knows these are all painkillers. So what, what pe people are, they're, they're made into entities today that are afraid of pain. And every time they feel a little sting of pain, they run back to their painkilling modality, their, their marijuana, their joint, their, their cocaine, their, you know, their Ativan, their, their fentanyl, their heroin, their alcohol, their nicotine, everything. And the reason these substances are riddled throughout the slave camp to begin with is to actually accomplish what I just described, to make sure that no one in the country matures out of childhood, that they live in a permanent state of arrested development. Because if you, you can't farm lions, you can only farm lambs, you can't control a society of fully functional mature adults, but you can certainly control a very large group of dependent childlike minds with adult driver's license. This is this sort of importance of pain was always recognized by all ancient cultures that if you do not have sort of a painful rite of passage, you literally have adults that act, think, and talk like children into their, into their late years, which puts all the tribesmen at risk. In the ancient societies, there always was the painful rite of passage. Like in Sparta, Greece, at the age of 14, the child was, the man was put outside the city walls in Sparta. And he had to survive seven days on his own, which means he, instead of having the mother and the, and the father and the protectors and the guardians think for him and tell him what to do and be in control of him so that he's a dependent, he has to go out and switch instantly to become independent, to fend for himself, to think for himself, to decide what time he's going to go to bed. And throughout the forest of Sparta, there's these huge gray wolves at the time. And many times the men didn't come back. They were eaten because that's what the rite of passages were all about, is that it, it, it has to be painful for the next leadership, the mature, capable adult to arrive. And lot, sometimes the wolves sort of left the kids alone and there was no painful evolution. And inside Sparta, if an adult came, if they found that an adult had missed the rite of passage, 
that would give them time, but in, in their 20s, in their early 20s, if there was an adult who thought, acted, and talked like a child, they would simply enter his tent and murder him in the middle of the night because he was such a threat to the tribe. And look at our tribe today because of the way we've been governed by this ancient ruling group, this group that really knows the psychology and weaponizes it against us. We have grown men dressing as Boba Fett and stormtroopers going to comic book conventions. The men are wearing the masks more than women, believing the propaganda, not thinking, being dependent you know, sucking on the government teat of, of prosperity, unable to think or fend for themselves. And the reason we have so much dependency and so much childlike behavior is because they've wrapped us in bubble wrap permanently and convinced us that pain is bad. Like if you're working a job as a teacher, and I know so many teachers like this, they're always depressed because nothing they teach helps the children. Zero. <laughs> You can, you, can, you can look into a book, Weapons of Mass Instruction, by the world's most famous public school teacher, John Taylor Gatto. You can get that, that book free on the internet, Weapons of Mass Instruction, proving that the school system is there to destroy the creativity and the independence of the children. And, and he wrote that book 30 years ago. And the, and the documents he cites are hundreds of years old, where the people who organize the school system openly admit that it's there to destroy the children. So then a teacher is starting to realize this on a soul level. They don't like to, but the soul is different from the conscious mind. So they start getting depressed. And then here comes the system. Oh, are you feeling bad? Are you feeling some pain because you're in a soulless position? You might figure some stuff out if you stay sit, standing on the nail. Here's an antidepressant. Go back to your pain. Don't feel it. Pain is bad. Every time you're in pain, I got a headache, take a pill. Well, maybe you should stop drinking so much. Maybe you should get to bed on time. Stop watching so much TV. The pain is there to teach you a very valuable lesson. That's what we call the pain teacher. And my evolution started when I took the steroids away, the cocaine away, the alcohol away, the junk food away, the, 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 you know, the fornication away. And that pain truck, uh, it said, okay. It's go time. I opened the door. It wasn't, it wasn't a pain teacher. It was the pain train. It ran me over and then it actually backed up. I heard the, I heard the, the beep, the reverse, like beep, beep. I'm like, oh no. And it ran me over again and ran me over again. And basically the message was you're living a shitty, soulless and empty existence following following lies of known liars to your ultimate premature death. And the pain teacher said, and that's not all I got to say to you. And I said, well, come on in. Let's sit down. Let's have some tea. So it crossed its legs and said, make a big pot. I got lots of stuff to tell you. And we're going to have a little chat about the pain you've been avoiding and the maturation process that you're also avoiding, which is putting your family, yourself, your society, your culture, your country at extreme risk of annihilation because you don't know how to think, talk, and act like an adult. So I, I gave up uh, the regular stimulants, these tranquilizing sedative chemicals so that I could feel my pain. And if, I, you know, if my life sucked, I mean, the, the phrase people like, is that if my life sucked, 
I wanted to face it in its full suckness so that I could actually do something about it instead of ignoring it. And so this, this psychological benefit to pain is weaponized against us. Everybody thinks pain is bad. They're like, oh, my mother died. And they're like, have an antidepressant. And the big secret about pain is it's actually a physical entity, an energetic entity that has to be processed through your body like a machine. And when you avoid it, it stays with you. you it never leaves your body. So all the tears you should cry for your mother, all the tears you should cry for your father, all the tears for the breakup. If you're on coffee, booze, all that energy that was supposed to be processed by your wonderful human machine in chunks, they call it chunking, you avoid it and it stays in you. And it's been proven this energetic pain body can actually manifest in almost any disease in your body. And the most popular one, when you don't feel your pain is cancer. It's cancer. It manifests as cancer because you're not dealing with your reality. And this is, this is just the tip of the iceberg, Tanya, regarding what the people who rule us know about our psychology, how to make us sick, how to make us keep running east looking for a sunset, how to make us rearrange the furniture on the deck of the Titanic. They got us chasing our tails. They got us destroying ourselves as Olympic sport because they know that we have this loving part of the brain called the subconscious mind and whatever is repetition, whatever is repetitive, we act out outside our conscious awareness for safety concerns. It's not safe to be to close the businesses in your own city. That's the opposite of safe. It's not safe to inject yourself with an experimental vaccine that was rushed to market in eight months when the average vaccine takes 12 years to bring to market. That's not safe. It's not safe for the government to shut down businesses and then print money, which is proven to make the money in your bank account or the money you've saved worth less in value. That's what inflation is, is that your $100 only buys $50 worth of stuff a year later. There's no safety in that. There's no safety in anything that we're doing to ourselves. But the reason we do it is because the repetitive messaging tells us to. And until we realize this work, this work of light magic and black magic combined will always fall prey to these mental defectives that have been doing this to us for thousands of years. And if you don't think it's been thousands of years like this, go to the internet and look up Cult of the Medics. Cult of the Medics is a documentary by David Whitehead proving how old this group is. And they use the same tricks over and over and over again. They control what we see. They control what we hear. That's what the censorship is about, upregulating their messages into the subconscious and downregulating the truth. And if we don't realize this, we're going to be in some serious trouble. You've led us to an amazing spot of empowerment through everything you've explained because you're, you led us to the point where we know how to reverse it now. There's definitely solutions. It's our individual responsibility now to be aware of this, be aware of the um, tactics they're using and aware of our own pain so that we, we can come home or or just sit with ourselves at the end of the day. And if we feel disappointment for whatever happened or, or pain of, like you say, 
unfulfilling job, we, we actually need to sit with that. That is our responsibility and we're not gonna get anywhere better if we don't. So your um, email list, your newsletters are just incredible. I, to my listeners, if you're not uh, subscribed to Jason's email list, I would highly suggest it. It's just full of amazing information. And yeah, yeah if they want to I get on the email list, they could email me personally at Jason at freedomfromselfsabotage.com. And I gave, I gave a free lecture to a group in Mexico uh, through the internet uh, about two weeks ago. And I really cut loose on the mind control and how people are being manipulated. And anybody that have seen it, their jaw has been on the floor 100% of the time. They're like, I, I can't believe you put that together. I can't believe, where did you get these videos? They're absolutely insane. I totally understand what's going on. I've never been awakened. It's it's like every minute is, uh, you know, shocking them back into reality. I, I will give you a link to that video. I just have one warning is that the, at the end, I, I make a promise of free training to the people at the Mexican resort only. It is not an offer to free training of anybody that sees it. I do have training if anybody wants to buy it, but the offer of free training only goes to the people that were at the Mexican resort because I know them personally. Right. So basically they can enjoy the presentation. It will leave their jaw on the floor. It will educate them a much more deeply than what I, that what I exposed today. And they will wholeheartedly know that their TV, their movie screen, their newspaper, their radio, um, their billboards are actually weaponized to get the, this. The only reason the TV exists is to, and they don't care which movie you go to. And that's <clears throat> the free dumb aspect, uh, F R E E dash D U M B. <clears throat> they don't care if you, you go to the Cineplex. Don't forget the first uh, phonetic word in Cineplex is sin. They hide it with a C I N, but it's an S I N. They laugh at you because you can't see it. So that you go to the Cineplex, which means the magic uh, plexus of sins or the magic central hub of sins, and you have eight movies that you're, you, you're thinking you have the freedom to see. They don't care if you pick the one with Chris Hemsworth or The Rock or Chris Pine. They don't care because the same symbols, like the Howie Mandel situation, the same symbols and themes and ideas are riddled throughout every single movie. So go see anyone you want. They don't care because they know your subconscious mind isn't looking at Chris Pine. Your subconscious mind doesn't look at the rock. It looks at the whole screen. And when it focuses on the repetitive images that you aren't noticing whatsoever, like Howie Mandel didn't notice the suns and he had his control, his behavior fully hacked in two minutes, they put the same symbols in all the shows. So go ahead, enjoy your fake freedom. They're programming you the entire time. Yeah, you, you brought up etymology, you know, the meanings or the roots of the words that are just hidden right in the word. That is used all the time, isn't it? Like, we absolutely really mindful. You were actually, I don't know if it was on your newsletters, in one of your newsletters, or if it was a podcast, but you spoke about, you gave a lot of examples of the words and their actual true meaning. And now I don't use, like, I don't say good morning to anybody anymore because of how you explained it. Can you, can you explain what? Well, the, those ones are, 
I mean, the, the morning routine, the good morning, morning is, you're, you know, you're sad, you're mourning a loss, right? And there's certain religious, um, <laughs> religious aspects to that. They're very sad because the, the sun, the, the nighttime has stopped. So the good morning is all the sun's up. So we're using this inverted sort of way of expressing ourselves to each other. Never use the word good morning because morning is about a sadness at a funeral. Use the word, good, the phrase good rising, even words like so soldier. Soldier is S-O-L, which is soul, uh, like soleil. Okay, which means sun in Latin or in French. And then D-I-E-R is dire. It means death of the soul or death of the sun inside yourself. And sunlight has been proven not only to illuminate, but also to give information. And if you bathe yourself in the sun, you, you'll see, you'll get a lot more knowledge. You get a lot more peaceful. You get a lot more evolved. Yeah, so when they say soul dire, it means the, the death of the soul inside you because when the son of God is the sun that's in the sky. When that programs you, you're not supposed to go kill your fellow man. And they even say, you're a soldier. Are you ready, soldier? That's an order, soldier. It means soul dire. It means your soul has died because you're giving your light or you're giving your soul to something that you should never be doing. And it's right in plain sight, soul dire. There's so many words like that. I'll give you the article. It's called uh, The Hidden Secrets in the English Language. Okay. I, I, I know I read that. I just couldn't remember where I read that. that you yeah, I, I did. It's pretty long and it's got many different examples like, um, you know, the collar on, on the shirt. It's, you know, it means or the tie, who you're tied to, who's mm -hmm. giving you the orders, the collar, like a dog collar. Yeah. Most people who wear a collared shirt is on a, a short chain of someone else. It's a full control system. People don't really look into it because they're not taught to look into it because the repetition in school is away from that area. Mm -hmm. And everything that we're taught in school is done. So we're dependent on the system. We can't grow our own food. We can't drill our own water. We can't build our own house. We can't fight our own legal battles. We don't know self-defense. We don't know how to clean or bear arms. Of course, they're going to teach you everything so that you're dependent, so that you can't fight back, so that you're a sheep instead of a lion. You can't farm uh, lines. You can only farm lambs. And the whole system is designed to make you a lamb so that you get on the back of the truck and go to the abattoir when you're told to. And this is what's actually the situation we're in today. People are getting on the back of the truck and going to euthanize themselves and, and are so afraid because they're, they're so afraid to speak out because Jim might call him a dick. Or because Jane might say something bad to, to, about the person who spoke up. Only children think like this. Like when it's a matter of life or death, it doesn't matter what the people at the coffee shop say. You have to get up and fight for your life. And so children only want to be super safe. Adults really don't care about anything other than right or wrong. And you can see today, the average adult is thinking, talking and acting like a child, because they've been conditioned psychologically to be there, because they've been giving, they live inside a, a tsunami, like inside of an ocean of painkillers, and messages that pain means run away. Pain is a guardian, it's not a goblin. Well, once again, you've given us so much to digest, 
Yeah, I'm really excited to put this out for my listeners. I know they really enjoyed your last talk. Jason, thanks so much for the work you're putting out. You must get, do you ever get tired of, re, of just like telling this over and over? Or are you, you're committed. People need yeah, to. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not tired of it at all. Because when you go down the road and you see a kid in a wheelchair and they say, oh, he's born like that. And I know that's a lie. You just, I'm here to save people. I'd mm -hmm. like to save everybody, but that's not going to happen but I could save people who are on the cusp of waking up or want to know a little bit more. I'm really focused in on making children, making sure children are protected from these agendas. I don't like uh, bullies. I was bullied as a child and I always swore that if I ever became a strong adult, that I would stand between the bully and the innocent child. And now the biggest bully on the planet's the government. It's simply all true. It's just ancient ruling families masquerading as altruistic governments. And they have, you know, they're, they're headed by psychopaths. And then they have various gopher psychopaths that they overpay in our population to execute their immoral orders to, to me, they're an enemy to, to, all of humanity. I look at them as absolute enemy. I don't like adults who talk, think and act like children, because that just I can't live in a society like that, because the society will decay into complete violence and chaos. So I'm doing it for myself, I would like to live a peaceful life. I'm more concerned with the children, the masking, the critical race theory, the sexual confusion agenda, and all the other indoctrination that goes on at the hands of these mental defectives that all we have to do there was there was a in the movie uh lord of the rings there was gandalf the gray and there was a point where they were running out of a deep labyrinth and this huge monster that looked like the devil came after the children vigo morrison was up high on the stairs with the children and gandalf the gray who's older knew his job as a man is that his job is to protect the children. So he went back to deal with this 100 foot tall devil figure that was breathing fire. And he just said, you shall not pass. You shall not pass, go back to the shadows. And that's our job as men. And he, you know, he had a magic wand. He slammed the magic wand on the bridge, the stone bridge with the devil was trying to cross. And as soon as the devil tried to make one step, it was huge. And he just cracked the bridge and he fell down. But as he was falling, he had sort of like a magical lasso, went around Gandalf Gray's ankle and pulled Gandalf into the abyss. He did his job. And as he was falling, just before he fell, he was hanging on. He said, run, you fools. Men are there to give their lives to push evil back into the shadows where it belongs. And today that psychology is being damaged. And it's, I have a, I'll, I have a very important presentation regarding men finding their way again and the attacks on men that have gone over the past 30 or 40 years to feminize them and make them forget that they're Gandalf the gray. And we have to stand between the government and the children and say, you're not going to pass. If I'm going to die, I'm going to die. You can go pound it, bring it. And that's where, that's where we got to go. That's how this is going to be solved. If men remember what their job is, 
We're not here to go work for the government. We're here to protect the children from evil. And women have to understand this as well, is that the proper man might go out, he might not come back. But men are energy. There'll be another man come around to protect you in the right society. Let the men protect the children. Let the men go out and do what men do and get between this evil government and the children or there won't be any men left and then there's going to be a problem. Well, you're certainly fulfilling the promise you made to yourself. Thanks for everything you're putting out there, Jason. And I hope that we can uh, do this again sometime, maybe in another year or so. No, anytime. You just let me know, Tanya. And uh, thank, I want to thank everybody for just doing their part, using their voice. Just use your voice. Start speaking up. Find the ones who want to learn. Forget about the ones who want to stay in the illusion. Use your voice. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune into this episode. If you found some value in it, please consider subscribing and leave an honest review in iTunes. I'd love to help get this information out to more people and go ahead and share it with a friend. You can reach and connect with me at tanyaverquin.ca or on the socials at tanyaverquin.